dinosaurs. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Source. We are heading into round 14 of the AFL season in 2022, and it is the last round of the buy uh, trifecta. The, the buy rounds with an S there, Pez. Uh, welcome, guys. It, it is one of those things where it's that. It, it really clearly indicates the, the mid-season has finished and that home stretch towards finals where some you know, really important uh, ways to come out of the buy rounds. If you, if you come out of the buy round, you survive and you, you're in a good spot for, for finals, home straight, and you can focus on that. Some other teams are already focusing on the preseason, though, I think, uh, for next year. Oh, a lot on the preseason and a lot to talk about during the week, actually, for only having six games of footy source. So uh, let's get straight into big win, little win. Alright, big win, little win, where we talk about uh, the hot AFL topics at the moment, Source, and uh, say if it's a big win for the topic, or if it's a little win and it's a it's not very good. So the first thing is the whole Bailey Smith saga. So he was uh, caught with a, a screenshot that just got leaked now, apparently after the grand final in Perth last year, uh, and he... You know, he went into a state of depression and didn't get out of bed and didn't return to preseason training. And then he was back and playing. And it's all come out. And the AFL have been interviewing. The integrity unit is there. A uh, little bit of a ban has been given down to Bailey Smith. And there's been interviews galore, uh, lots of things. That he's come out and stamped it out straight away. He's got on the front foot and owned up to it that it's that it's out there, which is better than sitting back and waiting because then rumours spread and things like that. So just the whole the whole thing, Source. Big win, little win. It's really tough, Pez. It's multi-layered. I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a, it's a huge loss for, for the AFL, having a, one of their young stars, a Bonds model. You know, he's, he's across all the TV at the moment. He was, you know, touted as that young icon. A lot of, a lot of young females have been very interested over TikTok about some of his antics and his you know, amazing body. So it's a huge, it's huge. huge um, Most followers on Instagram for an AFL player. Out of anyone? Oh yeah, yeah. Like yep. it's a huge, it's a huge loss for the AFL because he definitely was the poster boy for AFL, and for that to come out um, really highlights um, a range of concerning factors. You know, the drugs and AFL has never been a separated issue. Now it is a bigger focus now with the illicit drugs, and I guess over the last ten years there hasn't really been any huge instances besides the Ben Cousins for illicit drugs that you know you, you can really ring to mind. But the well, big Essendon Footy Club, well, it wasn't illicit drugs. That was performance enhancing, so very different. Yeah, well, and that's where the debates the really come listen, from. There, I don't know. What do you mean? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Just bit of a bit of a jab to the Bombers fans. Oh, a little. <laughs> Finstar is is going to stop listening to our podcast, Pez, and he's our number one fan. And you need to stop jabbing the. Uh, he's the trying. He keeps trying to jab me back on Twitter with uh, things about the Saints, but I don't care, mate. Best it'll probably beat St Kilda this week. I, I don't give two shits. 
but but it's a huge loss, Bez. It's a huge loss for the AFL because you know he has been um, he's been great to watch. I had him for the the Brownlow last year. He was a huge performer in the in the grand final. He's a, he's a star of the league. He's got the iconic hair that you know you see through a lot of the the, the all the, the young kids. There. Yep. Um, so it's a huge it's a huge loss for the AFL. Um, but I think it brings some some bigger issues, which is even a bigger loss for the AFL is the comments that came out from Luke Beveridge. Yeah, well, uh, Bevo, he's had a couple of uh, press conferences where he would have been better off just saying nothing at all. But uh, you, you speak about uh, depression and he says that if an illicit drugs comes out that the player is just going to call, yep, I've, I've got depression, so I've gone through this and, and then it will all be thrown under the carpet or whatever. I think a, a massive issue with it all, Source, is the actual strike program and how it actually works because the strike one is meant to be you know, behind closed doors. No yep. one's meant to know about it. And then when strike two comes out, that's when uh, the public kind of get notified of it and things like that. There was rumours that Buddy Franklin, when he was first up in, in Sydney as well, it was on his sixth or seventh strike. Well, did you know, Pez, if you declare you declare that you're suffering from a mental illness and you declare that, depression or another mental illness, they're actually not allowed to test you for those drugs. They're, they're, they're like you're you're exempt from that process, and that's why a lot of people connected the the Buddy Franklin stuff because he came out with that and then was missing a lot of time with it as well. Obviously, well, he missed, for he missed the, the for final series, exactly which was right. the big the big rumor and how it came about. But uh, I'm not into these uh, rumors and innuendos. We've got to yeah, look after people. Uh, his mental health course, is a massive course. a massive issue, and if if Bailey Smith is saying he's he's gone through that, I listened to his interview, which was. Uh, around seven minutes Very long well spoken, very heartfelt. Well spoken, raw. Uh, kind of not not great that he got caught because, you know, if he didn't get caught, he's not going to come out and, yeah, and say it's, those it's things. Great. It's great for his rehabilitation. There's, there's so many other players that you can assume. It's not great to assume, but you can assume. Uh, do the old party drug uh, over the weekend or in the buy round on the on the off season and they do it behind closed doors. If you are going to do it, you just got to have no phones around, don't you? Because... Piece screenshots get taken and they I mean, come out. I mean, it's a huge problem in society at the moment. You know, like I went to a uh, a pub the other day during the day. And it That's was, unlike it, you. It was yeah, it was very unlike me. It was a Sunday session at the pub, and I went into the bathroom, and I don't know what the two young lads were doing in the bathroom, but they both were behind the cubicle door, not facing the 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 actual bowl. And there was a I oh know they had the sniffles for sure, pairs. And it's a huge problem around society. So, you know, you've got to you've got to assume rightfully probably that a lot of these elite players are getting caught up in that in that thing, and, and it is a big concern because it's. Obviously, how influential they are around you know young minds, and then obviously you just look at that all the mullets in the football at the moment, and that's no, there's a direct correlation between him and that haircut being popularised. I would say I think it'd have a lot to do with the effect on the uh, elite body as well to play AFL because if you are going to do those sorts of things, it might have a less effect on the physical nature of things than going out and drinking 15 beers and then, you know, not being able to train the next day and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, keep putting on a little bit of weight and things like that. So there's lots of reasons. Uh, it's a whole society problem. The AFL needs to, you know, be, be in the lead because they influence so many young minds as well. And if Bailey Smith is going to now be the, the poster boy to go against that, uh, then that's the way it has to be. What do you think about Bevo's comments, though? Like, obviously, he's going to back his player. We know we've seen time and time and time again that whether it's right or wrong, he seems to back his players right until the, the rains come home. And he plays the blame game again. So, like, in this situation here, I think that his comments 
really sort of tried to sweep underneath the the actual incident itself and blamed it on the policy and saying that it doesn't work. Well, there is obviously aspects there that doesn't work and he wants it scrapped completely, not not adjusted, completely. If you're going to make a comment like that, you probably need a solution and it's it's probably the AFL are employing you as a coach. You're not going to yeah. talk talk badly on that. You're probably going to have a coach's meeting or uh, meet behind closed doors and if you really want a solution do that and not put it out in the public space. But it just doesn't look good, I don't think, is where, you know, this obviously is a big, big problem in our society at the moment. I, I definitely have been out in the pubs the last, you know, month or so and instead I've seen, seen it heaps of times. Um, it's not something I enjoy or do. It, it's something that I've seen heaps though. It is a problem. And for an AFL elite coach, come out and say, you know what, we probably just need to, to scrap it. We shouldn't be testing our elite players for that sort of stuff. I just don't think it's a good looks, you know, you know, uh, Does that mean they've got freedom to go and do whatever they well, want? Well, that's what it know. makes it sound like. That's what it makes it sound like. And, you know, obviously you and I are, go to our jobs. We're not tested that. But but our employees have the right to do that if they, if they you know, suspect stuff. If they suspect something. And the, the, the thing I saw on Twitter a lot is everyone else, if you're tested for uh, illicit substance and you come back positive, the most likely outcome is you are fired and you yeah. lose your job. But you're not tested when you're not at work. So these players aren't doing it while they're at work on the field. They're oh, at well, home. Hang on, when are, when are they employed for? They're like, if you're looking at when their work hours are, they're employed more than just their training and their, their weekends when they're playing. Yeah, but if this was in pre-season and it was the one isolated incident, he was on holidays, he did it. Mm. Can you really, if you're on holidays from your job, can they come and go, yep, we're going to test if you. There's a, if there's a photo out there of me doing it in social media, yeah, definitely. We, you know the rules with that sort of stuff. And I guess that's the, the balance. It, well, it is comparable. It's, it's, it's very, very hard thing. But I think that um, if, if a player's caught doing it and they're, they're playing the game and they're trying to use it oh, as yeah, a performance well, enhancing thing, that's it's a different thing. But if they're not actually in the game and in the moment, if they're at training, the, the club's going to, if the club's going to do it, they're going to, you know, there's going to be massive consequences, but I think it's less so because it is outside of the work hours. Very interesting debate there, Piers. I don't know, I don't know how much I agree with it there. Well, this whole conversation, it's a whole little win because mm. we're talking about something really negative in society oh. and the AFL, mm. whereas uh, we'd love to be talking about things that are more positive. And the, the most positive thing I can think of to actually speak about is where our mate Greg from Twitter is from, from your favourite place, Tasmania. Yes. And the bid for the 19th AFL team. Yes, it, uh, it's a huge, huge bid there, Pez. I don't know if it's, uh, I mean, the actual bid itself is a positive uh, <laughs> spot for it, but I don't know about the news in the media at the moment that is uh, whether it's positive or not, Pez, because it seems like there's a lot of resistance at the moment, a lot of... Um, a lot of um, concerning AFL uh, clubs and officials that are, are, are there. They they want some more information about this. I think Pez because the AFL said that they want this team in there, but then a lot of the teams are saying, "Well, hang on a tick. What what's the how are they going to be structuring their side? Where, what about the allocation of money? We're now dividing between nineteen. How are we going to be compensated? What's going to do to the talent pool? What 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 are we doing for conditions of, for all these teams that have the extra money for going down there? I think there's a lot of burning questions that a lot of clubs have. Yeah, how does this affect us? Because you've yeah. got CEOs at clubs and uh, everyone that's there. We're down the bottom of the ladder. We need a draft pick. We need to do this. But it's looking more and more likely that the, the presidents actually might agree or a club might need to put their hand up and go, all right, I'm going to take a deal to move from a Melbourne base down to Tasmania and take a really good deal. I heard Eddie Maguire talk about it. $20 million cash up front. You get 11 games in Tasmania. You get 11 games in Melbourne. 
Ooh, that's enticing. You get priority picks or compensations in the draft. Uh, you get to fast track your list. Uh, and he specifically spoke about North Melbourne and them moving down. He wasn't obviously speaking about Collingwood, but it'd be nice to see Collingwood uh, move down there. That'd be, Collingwood that'd be don't great. even play out of Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> they play 19 games at the MCG and their, their away games in their away street with the white and black is played at Etihad. So. No, but we know my favourite team, North, like, they are absolutely struggling. They've got their number one pick that they just picked up who's in the news for all the wrong reasons, wanting to actually leave the club already. Uh, and we already knew that after six rounds, Source. So uh, if they're in Struggle Street and they can't keep players, they can't develop players, they can't do anything, go down to Tasmania, get Clark out of coacher, get compensated, uh, money, stadium, everything. Be like the Jack Jumpers, make the grand final. I mean, be like the Jack Jumpers. <laughs> It's an interesting thing. I mean, there's obviously there's probably two main teams that, that are targeting this, and that that is the Hawthorne and, and the North Melbourne that always get brought up. But uh, you know, I think that if Melbourne haven't had had the success that they had in the last couple of years, they'd be one of those teams there sitting there funding wise because it's not just a performance issue. And obviously, we're looking at the the funding that goes into the teams, and you know, you look at what the AFL has lent to these teams over the last couple of years. Western Bulldogs sitting at one uh, one hundred thirty nine million, North Melbourne one hundred thirty four million, Melbourne one hundred thirty two million. So a lot of money has been gone has gone into these clubs and trying to keep them in Melbourne and sustain that. But but it is, I think that the AFL and the other AFL clubs would be more agreed to a club moving rather than another club coming in. Like you look at those teams down the bottom, Adelaide, you know, who else is down the bottom? What, Gold Coast, North Melbourne, you know, Hawthorne have sort of been floating there about. They're looking at, if the, in the next five years, the talent pool gets smaller. We look at the the Gold Coast scenario where they just they they took you know everyone lot, everyone out of the draft. There was twenty players gone for the next three years. Look at the GWS model where they took you know the best sixteen year old kids for three years. It doesn't set those clubs up for success. So I, I don't know if I think they'd be more agreeing to that and compensation than uh, a new team coming in. Well, my biggest thing is I actually prefer to have sixteen teams in the club as um, long time yeah, listeners know would that, know. Yeah. That's not going to happen there's 18 teams and it's here to stay so going to 19 clubs and then going to 20 okay. i think if you're going to go to 18 you should have gone tasmania northern territory mm-hmm. and then there's your 18 mm-hmm. you've gone into western sydney where there's no market for afl you're trying no to market. get into something that's not there and you're going to the gold coast which is a graveyard of professional sporting teams so there's two things that they're, they're still in working progress and they're trying to get them to be successful. Um, that's not going to change. So bringing in a 19th and 20th side where you've got to list another 80 players, is there enough talent in Australia to list that many players? You look at the players actually running around on the park at the moment for West Coast Eagles, for uh, the Kangaroos. Uh, there might not be enough elite talent to play at a high level and keep the competition uh, fair and not lose by 10 goals every week. I mean, that's one of the things that you look down at the moment. The AFL's done a huge investigation now currently about how the, the why the crowds are down at the moment. They're talking about the costing and they keep blaming COVID and COVID. But, you know, one of the things that is definitely deterring me a little bit is some of these games, It's it, there's no point watching because it, it, the, it, the, the result is already predetermined through the talent available on there. Teams like West Coast, North Melbourne, uh, you know, some of those teams down there, the, the, the talent there is not even close to elite level and you're looking at some of these VFL sides with some of these players that have had a, had a crack at the AFL and it's very comparable and it's, and it's not good and I think that's one of the deterring factors as well. Well, we've had VFL-style sides like the Gold Coast Suns when they played VFL for the, a year before. 
come in and get absolutely spanked because they, they didn't have enough talent. They were able to get five premium players, yep. including Gary Ablett, and then they still weren't able to compete for a number of years and they still haven't competed and haven't made a final series. So uh, there's lots of things with that. The talent pool is, is the biggest thing for me. Tasmania, if they want a team, North, if there's a deal on the table, negotiate a little bit. Take the deal and you might be uh, a little bit more loved. You only got 13,000 there on standalone Sunday. I don't know why everyone's going on about that. You look at the week before with Melbourne and who did they lose to the week before? Hawthorne? Sydney. Sydney. Melbourne, Sydney. They only had about 12,000 there as well, Pez. That's a Saturday night game. Was only 12,000 at that game? Oh, it was something like that. No, it was very sure close, mate. Not. Did you just you watch the game? There wasn't that many people there. Well, Sydney, you know, South Melbourne standing from, but, from but back sorry, in the day. You're Surely the reigning premiers. Melbourne should be selling out the MCG, or at least you know any Melbourne ground, and week in week out. And speaking of Melbourne pairs, we need to get on to the next story. And I don't know whether it's a big win or a little win, but is it a big concern or a little concern? Melbourne have gone lost three in a row. Three weeks ago, we we're talking about them. How how long will it be till they they lose? They've dropped three in a row, and um, I want to know, Pez, is it, is it a big win or a little win, or is it a big concern or a little concern? Because it's definitely a concern. The, the big question is, they had their 17-game winning streak. Now, when's the next time they're actually going to win a game? That's, <laughs> that's the big thing. They've lost three in a row. Uh, Melbourne and North Melbourne alike, they might be going down the same path. No, but in all seriousness, it is, it is a big win for the AFL source because Melbourne were running away with the competition. They went... Uh, they were first on the ladder. They hadn't lost in 17 games. Last year's premiers, no one seemed near them. Fremantle beat them on their home deck. They were down by five goals, came back and beat them. Sydney were down by five goals, came back and beat them on their home deck. And then on the weekend, Collingwood were down by what between four and five goals, came back and beat them. And, and didn't just beat them. Piled on by 35 in the end. them in the end. It, uh, unbelievable that, that that was the margin in the end when... Uh, there was a few things to talk about. So uh, I know they're missing a couple of players, but they've still got premiership stars out there. They've got Petrarca there. He had 10 disposals against the Sydney Swans. There's things that are happening uh, behind the scenes. Coaching is happening a little bit different. But I want to know, how can they get out by five goals, play so well, continue to attack, and then just get run run on the other way? There's, there is a key to beating Melbourne, and it's take the ball out of your back line, Take risks, go through the middle, and uh, you'll open them up in defence. Definitely, Pez. I, I think you, you really hit the nail on the head. This no-may business um, really makes uh, a range of different other players work. And I think what it definitely has articulated to me, it's not the fact about the, the game style, it's that their list isn't that good. Like, and this, oh. may, this may sound silly, Pez, but their, their best five is, is unbelievable. Petrarca, Oliver, uh, May... And Gorn probably can chuck one of one of Gary Lyon. Gary Lyon. Oh, he played for Melbourne. Okay, well, you know, maybe put you maybe put Viney in there or Brayshaw. Brayshaw played good on the weekend. On the, on the weekend, and and that's the the problem is their their top five and their bottom five, their bottom five are pretty good, but there's no superstars from you know what eighteen down, and I think that's what's happening is when the game is coming into question in that second half, teams know that they have to shut down that that midfield, stop them from having the ball. And then it becomes a workhorse for everyone else. And I think that's one of the reasons that they've dropped these games, Pez. I think uh, if you look back at all premiership sides, apart from a few of the, the really good ones, like the Hawthorns, um, the Geelongs that won those premierships, the Brisbane Lions, teams rarely have more than six out-and-out superstars. Oh, but, the, but, but I think the difference between their A-grade players and their B-grade players, like if you look at their B-grade players, you probably put, what, Salem? 
like I'll go through it and tell me whether they're they're they're, a, are they're B grade or below pairs. You got Brayshaw, he's probably about your B grade, B plus maybe. Take it, Jordan. Oh, I really like Jordan, but yeah, he's not he's not the A grade yet. He needs yep. to be more consistent. Salem, he's had trouble with injuries this year. Hibbard, no down. Neil Bullum, I love Neil Bullum. Yeah, but he's a V grade. <laughs> Bowie. Bowie. Oh, he hadn't lost Sparrow. the game until three weeks ago. Yep, Sparrow, Harms, Jackson. Do you know what I mean? Like, when you look at the list closer, the separation between them being one of these dynasty teams that we were talking about never going to lose this a game. This is what we thought at the start of 2021, of and they just put it together, and the, the role players We've been their talking roles. about this for a couple of years, Piers, and I think that what teams have worked out is that if you stop those five mid-elite elite players, one being the back line, which is which is helped through injury, it makes all these other players have to do other roles and, and then just not good enough to put it together. We saw this in, in the year after they got flogged by the West Coast Eagles. Well, this is the thing that gets me. They are good enough because they have put it together in the last three games and they've had a game a match-winning lead. Mm-hmm. But what I want to know is what happens then. Is it injury? Is it um, going to back off here? How can you have a 10-goal turnaround? Three weeks in a row. It's unbelievable. Three weeks in a row, Pez. And... Yes, they've been against some decent, decent opposition pairs. They've had off-field opponents. They've had decent sides. So Sydney, lots of different things. Collingwood and Fremantle, all, all sides that are going to make the eight this year. Like At the MCG, it should be. That's should, the other big butter. Um, well, they are still sitting up there, second on the ladder behind Brisbane, and uh, they're ready to reset and go. They need to get Stephen May right. They need to get Gorn right, who's uh, gone on the injury list uh, yes. this week. Uh, and they the need bi- to keep the rounds coming a good time for them. Keep a couple more players on the park because, uh, yeah, a little little bit shaky, uh, especially to lose to a side like Collingwood. Are they, you know, super good? But we're not here to talk about that at the moment. So Melbourne, I think it's a big win for the AFL because they've shown that they are beatable on the MCG. So this season is alive. Yeah, I think it's a big win for the AFL. I think it's a big concern for for the Melbourne pairs. But the, but the big the big winner out of this pairs is is behind the boundary podcast. Do you, know, do you know why, Pez? Because on the weekend, the the um, Neil Danaher um, trophy that got uh, launched, the judges voting, Matthew Lloyd, Mason Cox, Clayton Oliver, Jack Crisp, Cameron Ling, Mason Cox, Clayton Oliver, Brody Mychek, and the third Pez, the third media personnel, Pez. <laughs> Pez gets into the voting there. Big win for the behind the boundary cast because Clayton Oliver, Nick Dacos, Brody Mychek, no Mason Cox. So well done to you. Well, he doesn't deserve the <laughs> the trophy, does he? The big American flog. So, um, no. have to, have to, you would have been absolutely loving that, Pez. You you, have, you hate Mason Cox. I was loving watching him miss his two set shots in front of goal that he's usually bread and butter at, and you know struggling to, Let, to let's kick not, around. Let, the, let's not worry. He's taking the over park. the game. Twenty minutes where he had thirteen disposals at ninety two efficiency, Pez. Eight marks, eight intercept marks, and just single handedly flipped it over, and you still couldn't give him a credit. No, well, finally his little goggles have, you know, <laughs> the lenses have started to clear up in the in the cold weather here at, uh, in Melbourne. Pez, come on, mate, come on! If you get if you're going to get an opportunity like that to to do some votes and give someone an award, you need to you need to do the right thing. Pez. I don't I don't care if he absolutely ruins Richmond and doesn't give him a four peat in a prelim final. He's not getting my votes. <laughs> not getting your votes, Pez. Cost one punter uh, uh, five grand. He had 50, 50 bucks on him to, to get the, the trophy at 101. Well, that's stupid of him, isn't it? <laughs> Speaking of stupid bets, Pez, let's get into our bet review. It's no official review. How does it end? We don't know. They kind of lost, but they won as well. 
in all seriousness, piss off with this uh, <laughs> American crap. I'd be dropping him. I don't know what um, Craig McRae is actually thinking, having him in the side. <laughs> piss. You say some dumb things, Piss. <laughs> that is up there with one of the dumbest comments. And up oh, until, I still up until think, that performance. No, I still think there's over 1,000 players that aren't playing AFL in Australia that are better than Mason Cox. Uh, the, that's not debatable at all. You can't drop him after that performance, Piss. You, you, you would be sacked if I'm on, on the, the spot. If I'm on the coaching staff, maybe. And that's why, you, that's why you're one of the very respected media personnel, Piss, from Behind the Boundary podcast uh, and not... Uh, uh, behind the uh, behind the glass, <laughs> behind the glass. Oh, behind the glass. I like that. I like that. All right, round thirteen. You are stalling, uh, yeah, sauce, because uh, this week we we know we've changed into <sighs> units. We've uh, succumbed to gambling Twitter and uh, what gambling Twitter is peer asking pressure, for, and, and the fans have have shown this is what they want. So uh, I started off absolutely amazingly, sauce, uh, and there was a tale of of two, I guess. Tails. One, two tails, one sauce, <laughs> one pez, and it went the usual way that it usually does go. So I had uh, Richmond versus Port Adelaide. I put my little four-leg same-game multi together out there at behind the bound, and uh, I hit the middle on both of those uh, quite easily sauce. And uh, 245, I had a unit on it and returned a little bit over uh, that. So that's very, very good. Yeah, Pez, I had uh I started with a bit of a rough one. It was a bit of a rough start because I had, uh, on the Friday night, Port Adelaide plus 20 and a half. I thought that actually get the job done and uh, some questionable calls in that fourth quarter prevented that from happening, them getting up, but it meant my multi was still alive. Travis Boak to get 20 or more, absolutely dominated. Sam Powell Pepper fell short with 14 and that was the that was the tale for the, the Thursday and Friday night games, Pez, because... Oh, uh, so you missed that multi, the same game multi you had by one leg. Mm-hmm. But you also had Port Adelaide in your actual multi. So mm-hmm. four units. Mm-hmm. All gone on the Friday oh. night. Or Thursday night. Yeah. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, so that was a four units down straight away. But I did have a bonus bet with that Pez, uh, which um, put me down even more units, Pez, because uh, <laughs> accidentally wasted that bonus bet during the week on the, the uh, I mean, the Golden State Warriors won, but I mixed up my, my bonus <laughs> bet. So it's been well, not a, not a you, great week for Source. told me you can't um, Not a great week for Source, Pez. Uh, the next game was Essendon versus Carlton. So I had to put a bonus bet out last week and I, I liked the Carlton line at uh, minus 17 and a half when you're playing a side like Essendon uh, at the MCG, even without Weedering and Jake Stringer coming back in, who didn't perform very well, by the way. Um, but I, I, put, I put my bonus on and then on Twitter before the game, I'm sitting there going, this line is still there. $2 lines at lads. Uh, I put another unit out there on that as well as the bonus uh, to, return, to return three. So it was one unit out, three units in. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, very, very frustrating, Pez. <laughs> Watching you win all these, win all these things, and doubling up, and me sitting there and going, you know what? I have a point four of a unit on Peter Wright or Charlie Kerno to kick uh, one of the first four goals. Kerno kicked the seventh goal of the game. That was good. Yeah, and that was even more frustrating, Pez, because he had so many opportunities early, and then the seventh one was even more. Uh, frustrating because I bought into it, Pez. I bought into the Essendon hype, watching their 150 celebrations or the 75, whatever they're doing, it was irrelevant because <sighs> we saw some passion from their captain and I was I was convinced. He was grabbing the jumper? Oh, he was he was carrying on like an absolute, you know, old school captain. He was looking looking James Hurd in the eye and, and in talking to the rest of his uh rest of his crew, looking Timmy Watson in the eye. But that doesn't mean he, I forget that, that just him yelling at these players doesn't make him become those players. And I bought into the hype. I put on a live bet with one unit uh plus four and a half first quarter line. 
And the Kerno goal hurt me so much because he kicked it after the siren to uh, just good goal. to lose that one. It was a great goal, actually. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's heartbreaking for Concerning. you. But don't buy into the hype source. It's no, the, no. Essendon, no. the Essendon Footy Club. So I saw I, that I, before I the guarantee game. guarantee I am off the hype, Bez. I saw that before the game and I chucked another another unit on the Carlton minus line. I was yeah. like, oh, there we go. Here we go, yeah. Um, the next game we went over to Western Australia. Fremantle taking on Hawthorne source. And I gave Hawthorne a 53-point head start and a 60-point window to get in the over-unders. And uh, it was very good because Hawthorne, Super competitive against this Fremantle side, and my uh, bonus stake of fifty dollars uh, actually came in, and a nice little profit there. Yeah, uh, similar story for me, Pez. Um, I had a three league same game multi Fremantle fixed win. Uh, Luke Ryan to get twenty or more, and he after a shaky start absolutely came home in that last second half. And Fremantle at the line minus seventeen and a half, and uh, only won by thirteen. Pez uh, missed goal with twenty five minutes into the game uh, last quarter, so a little bit frustrating. But another one unit loss, but also means a one unit bonus bet for me, Pez. All right, and then we head into the next game where it was a steer clear game, but one of the worst first halves of footy you'd ever see as a as any supporter source because uh, it's pretty horrible. <laughs> both sides, uh, umpires probably gave gave the best. St Kilda's first. Well, Six goals, five of them came from direct free kicks and some of them were very questionable. Down the other end uh, was the same. So it was a game of defence and uh, it was very poor poor sitting. And if an international fan was watching the game for the first time, don't ever show them this game. No, no, definitely not. I steered clear with that one, Pez. But uh, speaking of not showing them football games, we head on to the North Melbourne <laughs> GWS game and uh, really frustrating with GWS. And that's, again, that's the trend, Pez, because they looked like they were going to absolutely make mincemeat of North Melbourne. And I was sitting there on my minus 16 and a half line combined with also Toby Green to kick four. Well, Toby had uh, three or four opportunities in the first quarter to kick snag the first goals, goal. Kick the first one, had a couple of handballs. That third quarter, though, they kicked two goals, five, and allowed North Melbourne back in the game. So that cost my uh, nice little 60-point line there. And uh, he was, again, involved in uh, two of those behind. So really disappointing. Uh, lost the cheeky pairs, a loss of one unit. Well, I had my original bet from the from the pod last week. Uh, one unit on it with the GWS to win the first quarter. Race to 15 points. Uh, fixed win wire to wire and under 198 points because I didn't think North Melbourne were capable of scoring, you know, higher than 60 or 70, which came to fruition, 226, nice price, uh, nice profit back. But I also popped out on Twitter, uh, I have to go against my my favourite team with the line because the line was only 35.5. So GWS line, 35.5, they're up by what, 37, 39, I think, mm-hmm. at half time, and uh, just cruised through. North Melbourne kicked two goals in, in a row in that third quarter and brought it back to, what, 40-something <laughs> points, but it was never in danger, that 35.5. So two units out, four units back in, got to love it. Yeah, speaking of never in danger, Pez, uh, my bet of uh, Clayton Oliver at uh, $6.50 with one of my bonus bets for him to <laughs> to win the Neil Danaher Trophy. So a uh, little bit of collusion there on your behalf, Pez. Thanks for the thanks for the little bet there. Oh, so we couldn't have sauce. Go a, go a donut. No, nah, no. Nah, it's a nice little, uh, I don't know how to work that out, Pez. What's $55 bonus bet as units? There you go. There you math magician. Uh, you get uh, a 1.04. <laughs> 1.04. Yeah, yeah, Back nice. in. Nice. Uh, I'm glad that you didn't actually take that green tick considering you did the voting for it. So oh, well, thanks for that it, one. It should, profit should come to me, but uh, that's your, <laughs> your only green tick for the round. It's the only one. Uh, this game, I was I was looking forward, did a little bit of uh, calculations, and uh, I had uh, two, four, five. I had five units out there, and I was going to bring back 18. So 
I was going to bring back a, a big 13 unit. So I left 13 units out there. But when Melbourne was sitting there four goals up, I was thinking, oh, what am I going to say on the De- pod this Deja week? Vu. It's going to be a clean sweep. We're going to be going. But I lost uh, that bet because I had the Melbourne line. I had them to win as well. I had my multi one, which had Richmond to win under 170 in the West Coast game. And this was my cheeky Melbourne minus 14 and a half, which the line creeped up. And I was loving my position. No good, didn't win. And then I also had Melbourne in my other multi, so I've got a bonus bet uh, for that. But if yeah, if I had have uh, ticked on that, the, the story is source, I didn't. So did I profit? You bet I did. <laughs> of course you did, Pez. Of course you did. Uh, as we know that I lost my multi-unit um, on the uh, the Thursday night, so that was another another unit uh, lost for me, Pez. But I do escape with a, a $50, a two-unit bonus bet that I'm going to use this week. Yeah, make use of that source and get some some more of those back in. So I staked 10 units out, returned 13.49 units, and I was hoping to, to get the other 13 as well, but it didn't happen. So I profited 3.49 units. My year-to-date... 124 units out, 183 returned for a profit of 59.86 units. So huge pairs, huge pairs. You round that up to, to 60, it's 100, if you're $100 better, that's six grand. Mm-hmm. So you can nice. do your deck at the back, you do whatever you want with that. Is that what you've done at the back, Pez? Is that your little <laughs> renovation at the back? Uh, I stayed for the round 7.4 units, returned 2.2 units. So despite all those red ticks, Pez, still uh, sort of saved myself with that one bet, but uh, minus 5.2 units lost for the round. Staked for the year, 95.4 units, return 114.61 units, Pez. A profit of 19.57 units. We round that up to the 20 uh, <laughs> and put 100 bucks on it. There's two grand and you can <laughs> pay for... Uh, uh, pay for the size of Pez's TV is probably about two grand, isn't it, Pez? Uh, yeah, double that. The, uh, the little eighty-five inch <laughs> on the I look, you, I look around your house, and I'm just like, right, kitchen sports bet. Uh, TV was Ned's. Uh, nice little couch there. I think that was Ladbroke. So that was the same company as Ned's. Yeah, that, that was, and they they're still offering me uh, bonus bets for some unknown reason. But, but uh, speaking of an unknown reason, Pez, I, I was a little bit confused because you, you actually put up. Your 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 bet slip there and the media manager they they've I think they've messed messed up because they've gone with the fruits and they've gone you with the apple and me with the orange juice and clearly that means uh, orange for for orange juice and you for apple sauce and now orange juice is the premium of the juices and apple sauce is one of the one of the worst uh, sources out there so no, they text a little bit the confused. They, they ask for that you can't you. Can't compare apples to oranges, and uh, it was a little oh. bit, a little bit of apples to oranges this week. You're right, you can't apple juice and uh, an, uh, an apple sauce. Uh, sorry, orange juice and apple oh, sauce. Apple you can't compare. You, you can't compare them. Up your joke, oh, well, you can use apple juice and orange juice. Orange juice is the premium. Do you like what he did with the other ones though? Like the, for the year to date, he's got the little the the demon there because I'm I'm having demons for the the 13 unit loss that they threw away, but still 59 units up, and you've got the little money back. Money back. Whatever's happened this season, Source, you've had some losing rounds, but you're, you're making cash. I'm making cash. I'm making bank, Pez, and, and uh, I'm going to continue doing that, Pez, because you know what? It's very rare that I say this, but I feel really good <laughs> about our bet slip for round 14. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Our bets with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate, and um, we were getting, getting sort of ready to leave, and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on. On Maxi, do you want do you want some as well? And I, I said, Oh yes, yes, yes. And you usually start this source, but just a, a oh. pre-warning to oh. everyone, and the long-time listeners will know this. But if you're a new listener, uh, usually the betting agencies say gamble responsibly, 
And I'm going to just going to pre-warn you, if you're following Source's bet slip, please be careful and gamble responsibly. <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit rude. Let's just get on to the specials, Piers. Sinner takes a special and goes bang! Source shaking his head over there. He's, he's not happy when he has a losing round. Uh, it's it's not, not a good feeling, Source. I've, I've felt that a couple of times this year as well in, in the 13 rounds. <laughs> so we get to the specials. Here's round 14. We've got sports bet with the bet returns. Not much has changed in, in all honesty, Source. Ladbrokes is still the same. You get one refund per day uh, for the same game multis. Ned's the same company. They're a little bit different. Friday and Ooh. Saturday, you get the... Same game multis, the one refund oh. per day and the $2 lines, things like that. Bet365, uh, the same with the multi-bet offer. Tab, thank you. You've still got the three-plus head-to-head special. Love it. So we always love that here. They've got the four-plus same game multi. And the if we can ever get venue mode, we'll take advantage of what, Thursday Piers, night I'll tell you what, I, 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 I really am going to try this Friday and Thursday. Is it Friday and Saturday? It's Thursday. Thursday uh, night lights. Yeah, I'm busy. But there's also um, the... Lead at halftime, is it? And yeah. and lose. You get your 50 Payout. bucks back there. Right. Uh, Moneyball, they've got their little same game multi offer, but they've also got Saints versus Bombers Friday night. King or Stringer to kick a goal in the first four. Max better $10, four bucks. So if you like that odds, those odds, get on it. Now they've got this head to head disposal one, which uh, oh, I love this you one. had to play with the other, the other week source. Tigers versus Blues uh, tomorrow night. Head to head, max better 50 singles only. If it's a tie, it's a void bet. You get your money back. Dion Prestia, more disposals than Pat- Patrick Cripps, two bucks. Or you want to flip it, go the other way. Patrick Cripps, more disposals than Dion Prestia, two bucks. As I said, if it's a tie, void money back. Blue bet, 12 points up at halftime. Go from there. Same game multi-offer, footy multi-bet offer. And Cripps and short, 60 plus disposals at three bucks. Um, I don't know. We're going to have to stop putting those on because they're... Actually, a bit shit, but uh, thank you to all those betting agencies for having some out there and uh, not banning me for ev- from every single one just yet. <laughs> just yet, Pez. Uh, hopefully, they don't. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a show, Pez. All right, let's get on to a, a buy round, Pez. But with the buy round, there's actually some real crackers of uh, games here. Six games of football for us to to indulge in. Richmond taking on Carlton. Um, a dollar eighty favourites are the Tigers. Carlton two dollar outsiders. The line minus two and a half. Um, it doesn't look like there's a total points on this one, Pez. Really interesting the way that they've uh, done that. So we won't uh, talk about that. Oh, there it is. I just maximised my scream. Over, under, 155 and a half, Pez. Yeah, 155. Here we are at the um, at the MCG. The, is it a Thursday night as well, isn't Thursday it? Thursday night game tomorrow. Us- usually a Thursday night game to start the season. So this is uh, further into the season. Carlton sitting fourth, uh, which is historically... Never or hasn't happened in a very long time. Three losses for the season. And and Richmond historically sitting ninth, which happened before their uh, <laughs> success quite a lot. So it's, they're either winning premierships or finishing ninth. Yeah. So t- Tom Lynch actually comes in, which is a massive big, big in, in with uh, Carlton's defence at the moment. But out, Ivan Soldo, who's been omitted, but Dustin Martin with Dustin illness. Dustin Martin. So uh, not not a great out for Richmond. Sam Durden comes in to make his debut for Carlton. Adam Chera, who got injured last week, is out. And Caleb Marchbank, unfortunately, just came back from injury. Another one injured. So he's one of the defenders that we're talking about. And Jacob Wiedering as well. They bring in Tom Lynch. You've got Jack Rewalt down there. We know Noel Bolter swings down there mm-hmm. in, the, in the second half sometimes. <laughs> and they make him... They're, they're really uh, really tall down there. So Wiedering, you know, the general down there, the, the number one defender... He does a lot for him, and he's he's out last week. It didn't matter last week, Source, because they played against Essendon. When they come up against a midfield and a forward line that can actually expose them, is it going to cost them? 
I don't think it is pairs. I think that um, I think that they, as you said, their defence really depletes them. But I think that they they're good enough around the ground to be able to make up for that. You know, you know, Doherty, Newman, Walsh, Cripps, Hewitt, all those players can get the ball. They can control the game. Hopefully, Cripps can get back to some of that early form that had him. You know, favourite there. I, I think the Blues can do this pairs. And uh, to me, I, I still don't trust the Tigers. And they, they weren't convincing against Port Adelaide. They haven't been convincing recently. Their probably most convincing win was against Sydney. And, uh, well, they, they basically lost that game, didn't they? Oh, they were up by six. They weren't going to lose that game. There's definitely not a 50-metre penalty in that one. So um, I, I actually think uh, the defence of Carlton is going to cost them. Newman, you mentioned, he is playing outstanding. Outstanding he, football. His confidence that he, he's got in that back line just to play on and go. Saad's another one that gets the ball, takes a bounce, runs, and then looks up and is ready to go. So uh, I've actually put my uh, bonus stake from last week on tab, the, the two-unit bonus there, on Richmond to win the game 1-39. to 39. I think it's going to be quite close. I was tossing up between the you know 1-24 to, to either side or I was going to give, give a little bit Ooh, both ways. But uh, I've just gone to 1-39. I'm going to be going for Richmond here. I am sick and tired of hearing... All the Carlton fans wanting to go to the grand final this year. Um, I haven't heard from them in a long time. And I think we've had to deal with Collingwood winning the premiership back in 2010. We've had to deal with Richmond winning three premierships, which has been really tough. Uh, We haven't had to deal with Essendon for a long time. But even longer, we haven't had to deal with Carlton fans being good uh, pretty much in my lifetime. So uh, I've gone over 121 points as well because that'll uh, be a nice easy one. $2.60 odds with that little bonus there, source. So I'm hoping Richmond can get the job done. I don't like that bet, Pig, because I don't think that uh, Richmond can do it. But I like how you're saying it's going to be a close game, which means that my bet's still alive here. I've gone Carlton head-to-head with Blue Bet at $2.10. Early in the week, I heard that Dustin Martin was out, jumped on straight away. Uh, I think he's the a critical part to that engine and getting them up and running. And you know, the last couple of weeks, during crucial times, he stood up and had really sort of uh, performed and got them over the line. So I've put two units on that one, Pez, uh, at $2.10. And I've also put two units, Pez, on Patrick Cripps to get more disposals than Dean Prestia. So there are a lot of other Carlton players that can sort of get ahead of him. You know, as we just went through those names, and Hewitt and, and Doherty and, and uh, some of the other ones there, Walsh. But I think if they're going to get the win, he's going to play a crucial part. And I think that he is going to get the win. He's also um, 75 cents cheaper in the, the most disposals in the group compared to $8 to seven twenty-five. Um, so I've done a little bit of research with that one, pairs, And I, I four units on the Thursday night. It could be a repeat of last week. <laughs> see, it, see how you go there. But, uh, you know, Martin's out. I think Bolton. He's going to play a little bit more time in the midfield. Love Shea Bolton oh, as, most as a goals, player. Most goals. And Dion Prestia to dominate. But... If Dion Prestia pulls a string or does a soft tissue injury early on, jump on the live Carlton bet because I don't think Richmond's midfield will run as deep without Dustin Martin tomorrow yeah. if he does the injury. And I, that's that's one of the re- we talk about that defence pairs and then being light on Carlton. I think I think Richmond's midfield is really reliant on uh, two players. Outside of that, a lot of role players, and uh, I think Carlton can get done. But anyway, we move on to the Friday night pairs at, at Marvel Stadium. Your Saints taking on the Bombers, a dollar twenty eight. Favourites are the Saints. A little bit uh, a little bit short there, Pez, I think. I think they should be a little bit uh, further out. Essendon, $3.60, minus 23.5. The over-under, 167.5, Pez. Yeah, just uh, on there, we've got uh, my daughter who went on our behind-the-boundary page with a little St Kilda jumper there uh, against Brisbane. No number on the back source. So what I was trying to do, obviously, is uh, get St Kilda to give us a a free jumper, but uh, that didn't happen. So everyone's voted, and uh, the most votes were for number 12, 
So I'm going to have to fork out cash for two numbers, which is disappointing. Uh, get the oh, one well, and the maybe, two. Maybe you don't upgrade your, your stereo system <laughs> and you can buy your daughter a number, you cheap slob. <laughs> and we'll iron them on and uh, go from there. But number 12 got the win for those listening you to the show You didn't even acknowledge week. my comment on that one, by the way. Zero for don't, for bonut bet. Donut it was bet. probably something stupid. Yeah, well, I said I said I said you should put a zero on there for donut bet. She could have sponsored us too. Yeah, we don't even have a Twitter page for donut bet. Yep. Well, how are we going to get one if you don't have your cute daughter we, we, up there? We need to get <laughs> marketing the for us. We need to get the pattern out there. Already, but got, it, already got it. I'll put the same game multi uh, for Ladbrokes here, and this is the one per day. There's only one game on the day. I've gone under 198.5 points because Essendon won't score more than 70, so St Kilda won't score more than. Probably 130, 140. Hope so. Combined to 200. Uh, over 138.5 though. Love so it. big 50-point uh, or 60-point uh, margin there, which I like. And then my fixed win alternate handicap, St Kilda, minus 11.5, $2.17 odds together. And I'll put the one unit on that. Pez, I love that bet. I think, oh, that's, thank you. I think that's a really, really, really strong bet. Uh, I've gone with uh, a 0.4 unit, Pez. Do you know oh. what, what's a 0.4 mean? Oh, a bit cheeky. A bit uh, cheeky. Point four for people out there, and because I learned that tonight, is that ten dollars <laughs> <laughs> with our twenty five dollar units there? Uh, I, I've got a cheeky one, pairs. I, I totally agree. I think that St Kilda make mincemeat of Essendon. Their poor performance last week. There's there's so many concerning things, and we really are not talking about how terrible they have responded from their fall from grace last year. They're they're slow moving the football. They're boring to watch. Hill loves to play at Marvel Pez, and he's a crucial point for you guys winning games. And when he plays well, you play well, they win. I've gone over 161.5. So we are the, right there, the over-under guru and the, the multiple total That's points That's about in guru. the middle of my total That's points. That's right where you are, Pez. That's the sweet spot. And I like what you said. They're going to score about 70 points, which means you're going to score about 130, 140. I've gone St. Kilda 40-plus. And the last one, Pez... Your man, your daughter's new favourite player, Maxi King, he's going to get a hold of Essendon. And he's going to kick five or more goals. That gives me great odds, Pez, of $9.25, and I've put 0.4 units on it for a huge return. Couldn't have got it up to 10? No. Nah. <laughs> pretty hard to do. It's but, pretty hard to do. But five goals, he can come back into the Coleman conversation with five goals. Well, uh, well you've Friday been talking night. about him and talking about him surpassing uh, Buddy Franklin one day. He needs to get it needs to get a move on. <laughs> he needs to continue to kick uh, he's nearly at two goals a game and he's only played 50 games. So, uh, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> needs to get a three goals a game, you reckon. He does. Does. Needs to needs to up that anti pass. Not just needs to stop kicking these points. They they're gimme goals that he's missing. They really are. He, he needs you know what he needs to do. He needs to lead. Not just kick it on his head every time. He needs the lead to get the footy. He just, as I said, he just, just needs to take his time. He wants to continually go around the body piss. He, he's, he's a key forward. Key forward. Lead. His kicking's improved. It has improved. Well, it couldn't get much worse, could he? Even the he, Geelong performance from last year. He couldn't have. Yeah, you're you talking about last year. He's improved since then. All right. <laughs> All right. Speaking of improvement, Pez, Port Adelaide have definitely improved in this uh, the second half of the first half of the season. As I said this last week to you, they take on the Sydney Swans. $2 outsiders are the power. $1.85 favourites are the Swans playing at Adelaide Oval. Minus one and a half is the line towards the Suns. Uh, sorry, the Swans over under 161.5. Pez. Sydney on the road, Adelaide Oval. Can they get the job done against the power? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sydney can get the job done here. Uh, uh, Port Port Adelaide, they had their chances against uh, Richmond. Really, really Alia, Alia, Alia played well. Uh, Sent half back. Great they've big really, conclusion. They've really missed him. 
uh, over the course of the season. And Charlie Dixon's up the other end, and he, he's not doing too much uh, in his couple of games. So a bit out of sorts. So maybe in his third game, he, he can try and do that. But I do like Sydney here. I've gone the three-leg multi with the, the leg that doesn't matter, Sydney plus 34.5, just in there to get the insurance. Uh, Sydney... The fixed win, minus one and a half. So they need to win by two or more. And under 194 total game points. Uh, $2.32. Whack the one unit on there. And uh, we'll be going for Sydney on Saturday. Yeah, definitely going with Sydney, Pez. This is the the bonus bet that I talked about last week with Sportsbet. I had a $50 bonus bet from the Richmond game versus Port Adelaide. And stupidly, uh, accidentally bet that uh, on the Golden State Warriors thinking that was my own personal one, not the one for the pod. So what I've done is I've taken that other one that I had, which was my personal one, $25 bonus bet pair. So I'm I'm, take, I'm already taking a hit of losing uh, an opportunity at the 50, the, 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 the 50 units. But I've gone to try bet with this one, Pairs. I think it's going to get this job done pretty easily. Minus 15 and a half at $2.70. And I've put the uh, the one unit bonus bet on it, Pairs. Should have been two. Should have been it two. Should have been. Should have been. I'm going to be spewing when they win. Hey, West Coast coming out of a buy in the next game. Could be big. Yeah, it's going to be big for Jeremy Cameron. Uh, West Coast take on Geelong Cats here. $9.30 as the trend has been this season, Pez. The largest uh, betting amount for the round. six favourites, the lowest one. Hmm, interesting comparison, that isn't it? Minus 45.5 is the line. Over under 149.5, Pez. Very low uh, over under uh, for a game that's most likely going to be a 50-point blowout. Yeah, 50-point below. Geelong can uh, get some percentage here, and uh, I'm steering clear, but we know Source is going with one of the forwards. Are Ooh. they both going to fire, or is Ooh, he going to... Pick, are you going to pick the right one? You made the Jeremy Cameron comment, so I think you picked Tom Hawkins. Cheeky! You're an idiot. No, I picked uh, Jeremy Cameron <laughs> to kick six plus goals. Pairs they course, they absolutely he's been he's been in ripper form. Pairs and I have continually been. Which agency is this with? Uh, this is with Neds. This is one of my bonus bets. <laughs> <laughs> this was Neds six plus goals. Uh huh. So if this is Neds. Uh, are they giving you like a dollar eighty? Is that is that where our goals <laughs> are, are headed these days? Yeah, chuck another one in front of that pairs. Now nah, eleven dollars. I've got uh, Jeremy Cameron to kick six or more with my bonus bet of twenty dollars, uh, twenty five dollars. So one unit down on the bonus bet pairs. He's been in ripper form, and I don't know why I keep saying the wrong forward because each week he seems to be the one that's getting out in the back as well as leading up the ground. I think they really uh, they get a hold of him here. We know that in previous years that he, he likes that ground. He's kicked uh, ten goals there once before pairs. Uh, on the last rounds, do you remember that remember that day for GWS? He was playing Won for the Coleman, didn't he? Won the Coleman against uh, Fremantle. Or actually, it was against West Coast. I think he does a repeat of that. Pez and has an absolute field day. The Geelong boys will fill him right up and uh, fill up my pockets. Fill him up, and then he can go out fishing down on that uh, the the coast over there. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants, Pez. We're not <laughs> do whatever he wants. Don't really care. All right, uh, getting on to the the Saturday night match, Pez GWS taking on the Western Bulldogs. Really interesting odds for this one, Pez. A dollar eighty eight favourites are the Giants. Western Bulldogs a dollar ninety six after their interrupted week. Minus one and a half is the line. Over under one sixty five and a half. Pez, does the uh, the news of Bailey Smith impact the dogs? Well, we spoke about the Essendon thing before. Does news? Uh, it, it goes different for different sides and, and what's going to happen. I'm not going to read too much into that. I'm looking at uh, where the sides should have been at the start of the year, where they're sitting at the moment with their lists and what's happening at the clubs. We know the Giants have a new uh, Essendon Quartet coaching staff uh, that are sitting there and they've completely flipped the game and they've flipped uh, their centre forward, Harry Himmelberg, 
into defence and he's looking very good against North Melbourne. And 37. Uh, no one there and some great intercept marks and things like that. So he's uh, staying back there. They've got Riccardi up forward, uh, Toby Green. They've, they've changed a couple of things and they're actually running forward and using their skills and turning the ball over source in their forward half instead of waiting until it gets inside yes, defensive 50 yes. and actually scoring more. But I rated the Bulldogs higher than the Giants at the start of the year. I think this little uh, honeymoon is going to be over for the Essendon Quartet coaching staff. Wow. James Hurd went over to, uh, you know, get in the huddle. He listened to Dyson Heppel. So he's if he's listened to Dyson Heppel, <laughs> he's going to say those things to GWS. Well, GWS could, are going to come in. worse than what Leon Cameron was saying last year. <laughs> going to come out Please, of guys, come on. <laughs> but I've put a four-leg same-game multi, and it's have. it's big odds. So, so it's, over uh, this, under it's that. It's cheeky. It's cheeky. Cheeky. And I couldn't reach the button or it couldn't be stuffed. So couldn't you be had stuffed. To yeah, yeah, there's, there's the old arrogance from this. You win a couple of units yeah, and you a, give me the old nod over there. Thing. Like, I'm meant to know what you're doing. Uh, over 139.5 points, but under 184.5. So keep up. Uh, the Bulldogs to win by 10 or more. So minus nine and a half line. And the Giants plus 29 and a half. So I've only got a, a 19 point buffer in there because I think it's going to be uh, uh, around there. It gives me $8.47 boosted odds with Neds. I've uh, put a unit on it. So why didn't you go the, um, like, you think well, you think it's going to be an 18-point spread? I think it's going to be ten between 10 and 29 points. Okay. Why didn't you just go, like, the 1 to 39 for the doggies? The 1 to 39? Mm. Got to boost the odds. Okay. Does it boost it that much? Oh, well, yeah. It wouldn't have been cheeky if I didn't, <laughs> if I didn't do a little bit. Okay, Fez. Uh, I don't know about that one because I've gone the other way. I actually, I'm, I've bought into the honeymoon period, honeymoon period, Fez. Maybe because I was on a wedding on the weekend and lovers in the air, and I love what the Giants are doing because they are absolutely swapped their game style. They look like they're playing for each other. They're not having that selfish football. There's a couple of chess pieces that are being moved around, and they're definitely, definitely reaping the rewards rewards of it as you said they are going forward and when they are turning the ball over they're giving themselves multiple opportunities to, to, to clean up the scraps toby green's been playing some great footy uh himmelberg coniglio taranto they're all firing their pairs and i've gone two units with blue bet on gws at a dollar 90 i think i think the giants get the job done and i hate, and i hate the bulldogs Oh, and I, I love it when you're against me, <laughs> against me in the bets as well. So, so that uh, that gets my blood pumping. That's good. All right. Speaking of blood pumping, pairs, your second favourite team, the Gold Coast Suns. The graveyard of football is still relevant. This could be the year that they play finals. Dollar seventeen favourites against the Crows. Five dollar ten outsiders. Minus twenty nine and a half is the line. Over under one sixty eight and a half. Yeah, for uh, a lot of reasons this week, I'm going to be heavily. Uh, going for the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, but I am steering clear uh, from this game in betting terms at the moment. Uh, $1.17 is is quite short. They are playing at their their powerhouse ground this year at Metricon Stadium. They where are. They've taken the a, couple of, a couple of sculpts uh, by decent margins as well. So Adelaide, you know, they've, they've put in effort. I, I think they're, they're just fading at the wrong time and they're not... Uh, as cohesive as as they could have been at this stage. They've had some injuries as well. So I think the Gold Coast get the job done uh, quite easily. I've put them in my multi-source, but I've stayed clear of the game at the moment. Yeah, I've done exactly the same thing, Pez. It, it is a bit of a danger game, this one, I think, for, for Gold Coast, who, who, you know, I will be doing the exact same thing. Everything you've said there, I'll be heavily following Gold Coast, uh, considering they're the team that I've backed for a, a little comp that you and I are participating, Pez. Um, but I, I think it is definitely a danger game. These are the sort of ones that they need to make sure that they win if they're going to play finals. 
I, I trust them, but but it is definitely a danger game. Um, which sounds like an oxymoron because I trust them enough to put them in their uh, in my multi as well. But I I just don't know if there's any betting value in that uh, having them as a standalone. Yeah, so uh, we we speak about the multis. I've gone with Tab the the three plus legs. One fails, it's gone. I've gone the Gold Coast. I've gone the Saints to beat the Bombers, and I've gone the Dogs to beat your GWS Giants <laughs> as well. Two dollars seventy nine. I've put two units on it. Yeah, what a terrible bet that is, Piers, because I've gone my uh, bonus stake, my two units from last uh, week that I lost. St Kilda, Gold Coast, and GWS. <laughs> oh, <we're, laughs> we are head to head, head to head in more ways than one. Yeah, uh, very very good. So that uh, wraps up our bet slips. Or around 14. We'll get uh, all the info out on Twitter at Behind the Bound uh, with our units. Let us let us know if you're liking the change and and you want us to, you know, keep it that way because it, it does seem like we, uh, you know, are support getting more supporters and more people knowing exactly what we're talking about. Now uh, we finally got the gambling Twitter lingo. Oh, they're on board. They're lingo on board. Correct and ready to go. So follow along with uh, Pez's bet slip if you want to have a win and if you want to have a wild ride. Follow along with sources, you might be a bit up and down. Either way, pairs, both of our uh, options are equal in profits one at some stage throughout the year. So, uh, yeah, good for the listeners to, to know that they're both uh, winning. Well, if they four, followed four, four years in a row, pairs, winning years. Winning years. And if you followed both of them and you put one unit on, or the same units as us on every single bet, you'd be, be a up, shit ton, like yeah. 80 units. Up, and up 70 grand. That's seven grand, not 70. <laughs> 70 grand. Depends Jeez. what your units are. You've got a deposit on your house. There you go. No, but, uh, best of luck in your, your punting last week of the buy rounds and we get into the, the serious end of footy source. Yes. I'm Pez. Peace out. I'm still source. We'll catch up next time. And as always, if you're having a bet, bet responsibly. Now you're gone.